much love. They're eating her. Then they're going to eat me. Oh my god, it's episode 11, season 5 of Ravage Love. <laughs> this week our theme is trolls! Trolls. You know, it, it, here's what happened when I tried to find a troll song, was that it just gave me the trolls soundtrack. Oh, can't stop the feeling! <laughs> just yeah, and uh, I've, I've tried to separate myself from those films as much as possible because my girls were really into them for a time. <laughs> Um, and if I never have to hear one of those songs, either the original or the cover version again, it would be too soon. So, okay, that's fair. Yeah, no. that's fair. So instead, I quoted the epic Troll Two. Um, <laughs> you know, it's really the only troll movie that matters. Now, before we go on, I I do got to say that I wasn't able to find it, but I looked really hard for Ernest Scared Stupid fanfic. Yeah, because you got to throw milk at them, and that's how yeah. you kill trolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wanted to find one where it was like Ernest and the troll fall in love. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, and uh, I, I, I found one where they become kind of like buddies, and that was it. So I didn't go with it. Um, but I want you to know that the effort was made. <laughs> I tried, listeners. I tried. I, I did my best, truly. Um, there's a lot of earnest fanfic. <laughs> yeah, like, have quite, you ever tried, like more than you would expect. Have you ever tried to explain earnest to a Gen Z? No. Try explaining earnest to someone who doesn't know it. You sound fucking unhinged. <laughs> it's so hard to explain. You're like a working class guy. Is it like the OG mockumentary style? Like he's talking to Vern, this guy who's recording him for some reason, and it's never really explained. And he just gets into shenanigans. <laughs> like it's such a weird. <laughs> like I find, I find Pee Wee Herman easier to explain to people than Ernest, because Ernest doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. And yet, I, I don't. I put I put Ernest and Super Dave on like the same level, and Pee Wee is like on a and whole other level like a whole other branch um and you can you can get peewee if you have ever watched tv before like children's tv or if you understand like celebrity culture because he had all those cameos on his show right so many cameos yeah, yeah. but like Ernest, you can't you can't <laughs> explain it there's no <laughs> touch point of like like you literally can't compare it to anything else there's nothing else like it it was just this moment in time where this motherfucker went to camp. He got scared. He killed trolls. <laughs> he fuck. What are the earnest? There's so many of them, and I don't think it was ever a TV show. I think it became a cartoon at some point, but it literally was just a movie of this guy with his weird adventures and his fucking camera guy named Vern. Like, <laughs> so when I okay when I Google earnest movies, here's what we've got. Okay. We've got Ernest Goes to Africa, oh, Ernest boy. in the Army, Slam Dunk Ernest, Ernest Scared Stupid, Ernest Goes to Jail, Ernest Saves Christmas. And then right underneath, there is uh, To End All Wars with Kiefer Sutherland and Robert Carlyle. And I just think that's funny that that showed up um, <laughs> under the Ernest list. 
But uh, what was your favorite Ernest movie? Um, the two I remember the most are Ernest Scared Stupid and Ernest Goes to Camp. And Mm, I remember being, how about you? What are yours? Definitely Scared Stupid. Uh, Eartha Kitt's in that and she is awesome. Um, yeah, there's, oh my God, there's so many, there's, there's one, there was a TV show, Julie, called Hey Vern, It's Ernest. <laughs> in 1988 before a lot of the movies um and yeah Ernest goes to camp saves christmas goes to jail stupid rides again goes to school slam dunk Ernest that one was direct video Ernest goes to africa was also direct video as, as was be. Ernest in the army <laughs> see wh- what's the name of that actor again it's like a, uh, two letters or something is this for Jim thing? Jim Varney oh that's not what i thought um my favorite, like, role of his is Slinky. Yeah. He's the Slinky from Toy Story, and that's, like, my favorite role of his, even though he's known for, like, playing this very iconic character. When I think of him fondly, I think of him being the Slinky. Um, I, I just think of him as Ernest, uh, which would have, you know, made it a weird thing to read if I had found genuine fanfic. Yeah, because you're like, my childhood. Mm-hmm. I'm dying to know what you read. Um, as was Don't get excited. Well, okay, well. I'm excited for what you read. Yeah, so as we discussed last episode, this was my theme, even though this sounds like something. <coughs> Excuse me. Sounds like. <coughs> my word. Sounds like something Renee would have suggested. But no, twas I. And Bamboozled. I was, Yeah. I had to get a sip of water there. My bad. Um, and it's because I think what happened. So I stumbled across this book. I asked you if we could do trolls. You were like, 100%, let's do it. And I still, the only thing I can think of is that Kobo suggested this book to me because I buy both Filthy Smut for our podcast and <laughs> like really like highbrow literature and memoirs. And I don't know, I think Kobo just, like, didn't know what to do with all of that <laughs> fucking content and, like, all the nonfiction that I read. So it turned out, you should read this. And the way it turned it out, I thought it was a new book. But it's not, actually. It actually came out in the year 2000 and then was translated into English in 2003. So the book that I'm reading, I was going to, that I read, I bought on Kobo because they were having some sale And I was just going to read it for myself. Like, I didn't realize it had a romantic tone to it. But then when I was going through my Kobo and I saw it there, when you click on it, it is like the the meta tags are romance, queer, fantasy, or like not uh, like surrealist. What is that called? Like um, magic or magic realism or whatever that stuff is. Like there's a tinge of fantasy, but it's based in truth kind of thing. And romance. And I was like, okay, well... Maybe this will work for the old potty. (sighs) Now, this book is extremely... Like, it won a shit ton of awards. It's originally in Finnish. So it's a Finnish book about... And it's called Love. Nope. Nope. It's not called... It's called Troll, (laughs) colon, A Love Story. And the cover is... Looks like almost like a... Uh, like an x-ray of some 
like monkey, the torso of a monkey wearing jeans. Oh, you know what? The book that I have has a very different cover. Oh, okay. Because for listeners, I told Renee when I got this book, sight unseen, I was just like, this sounds like something you would like. And now I really want you to read it so we can talk about it together. But yeah, Mm -hmm. mine says troll love story. And then the like, the blurb is a wily thriller fantasy. Each discovery sounds like the voice of a storyteller reminding us of how the gods play with our fates. The New York Times. So you're like, (laughs) okay, this is like for real, for real. So it's written by, and I'm going to butcher it because I shockingly do not speak Finnish. Johanna Sinisalo is how I'm going to pronounce it. Um, It's about, uh, I think you could read it in like two, three hours. So I think it's like a little under 300 pages. I think it's like 250 pages or something. (sighs) So it's set in modern times. And this is important because in this world that she has created, we have established that trolls are real. There is a lot of debate and discussion around specifically what they look like and where they hang out, but there have been troll sightings. So it's not like Bigfoot where people are like, okay, you drunk conspiracy theorist. It's like, we know they exist, but they're truly super elusive and very few people have seen them. And there's all of these theories about whether or not they are similar to Bigfoot. There's one theory around how um, the story of Noah's Ark the humans that were like, fuck you, God, I'm not getting on this boat. And then hidden caves to survive the flooding and then evolved to be cave dwellers. And so that's why that's what trolls are. And then other people have different theories. So the way the book is written is that it jumps from perspectives and between each chapter and each chapter can be like a page and a half long. There will be excerpts from what read as very real, but very fake, um, like Cyclopedia Britannica and like this news clip article. So it like intersperses the narrative with all of these sort of theories and writings about trolls. But the story itself is you have Mm -hmm. Angel and he's known as Angel, but you discover it's because his actual name is Mikael, like Michelangelo, basically like the Finnish version of Michelangelo. His name is Angel. And he just came back from a kind of sort of date with this kind of sort of dude that he's been like kind of sort of fucking who's like a professor and like big deal and basically makes Angel feel like he's garbage. Um, but this guy is like has professor professor like vibes to him is like, oh, I'm so cultural, whatever. But he works in advertising and you find out. So does Angel. So Angel does photography for advertising companies. And he's coming home kind of a little bit tipsy from this weird drinks that he had with this guy. And he sees a bunch of like hooligans kicking at something behind a garbage can and like egging each other on of like touch it touch it and whatever and so he basically chases them off thinking like oh it's some sort of wounded animal and he sees it and it's a baby troll so he takes the baby troll back to his apartment and thus begins him wanting to take care of the troll so he very quickly realizes because there are writings and different things on the internet about trolls that it's a baby and it's wounded or sick or something because it's like sleeping a lot and very very weak and its coat is like not shiny it's got like a mane but it's like really falling apart he can't ask what do you feed a troll without alerting people that he has found a troll which have been designated as real but endangered so if he were to have 
announced that he had it, you know, the government would come and take his troll away from him. And he just thinks it's the most beautiful thing he's ever seen in his whole entire goddamn life. So he then there's like this guy that he knows has a huge crush on him, but he's like, I'm not super into him, but he's a vet. So he calls him and kind of uses like, oh, I found this wounded dog and then tries to figure out how to feed it. He tries different things. Eventually he finds that like gerbils and hamsters work. So then he starts eating those and he'll like hunt it in his apartment and it's growing. And he's like, how do I keep this quiet? Then there's a character. Then at one point he's like, before he discovers the gerbil situation, he's really trying to sort out what to do. He's like, maybe I'll get like cat food or dog food and try that. And he's like, oh, I remember the neighbor downstairs. They had like a leash at some point and like um, a collar. So like, oh, they must have a pet. I'm going to go downstairs. Goes there, finds a tiny Filipina woman who you discover is a mail-order bride who gets the shit kicked out of her by this like creepy old Russian. And then it was not a collar for animals, but for people um, because he's like trafficked her and is like pimping this woman out essentially. And she speaks very little English and almost no Finnish. So he tries to communicate with her. Then she figures out, oh, he has a cat. So then she is like so excited to just be talking to another person and not like locked up in this apartment that she like scrounges her money together, buys some cat food, goes and brings it to him and then finds the troll and then he happily notices that she's not scared of it. She's like fascinated by this troll. And he's like, well, she's safe. Cause like, who the fuck is she going to tell? She doesn't even speak English. So like it's the secret is safe with us. So they have this like little friendship that's budding between him and her. And meanwhile, he's like in love with this troll and wants to do everything he can to take care of it. And then realizes that it's like adapting. So it like learns how to open the door at one point. And then um, he is like trying to find out more information about the troll without giving it away. And then he like wants to keep hooking up with all these dudes, but never take them home. And so the like advertising guy approaches him and says, hey, I've got this great new project a huge project and i want to subcontract you to create the photography for it i was hella triggered very briefly by this part because the name of the fashion brand is called stalker and it's Uh. yeah and the idea is like you're stalking celebrity fashion and like wearing what it's like street wear basically and so he's like it's very edgy the brand is very edgy they're looking for like controversial edgy dark disturbing stuff and so i thought of you right away so this is when you start to figure out that angel is into some fucked up shit and that this mart i i'm just gonna pronounce it martin it's like martez or something and i I don't know the finish but let's call him martin martin is the advertising guy that they were like on again off again and angel was clearly way more into him than he was into him but Martin recognizes Angel's talent. Like, he's like, I know talent when I see it. And so this brand is looking for somebody. You're the perfect person. And again, sort of insinuates of like, I know how your dark mind works. Like, take it to work. Cut to Angel. <sighs> putting the jeans on the troll. And then taking pictures of the troll <laughs> in the jeans. And the troll does not want to be in pants. So it starts like freaking out, but doing all these like cool poses. And so he takes all these photos of the troll in these pants and submits them to Martin. 
And Martin is fucking blown away. And he's like, how did you do this? And he's like, oh, I'm just like a whiz with Photoshop. And like, my brother's an outdoor photographer and he captured a troll once. So I just like took that photo and I manipulated it and made it into like these photographs. And so, and he's like, oh my God, it's so provocative. Cause it's like, and I think they make the tagline like beast mode or some shit or like, <laughs> just like, so people think it's a Photoshopped photo of a troll in some jeans. When in fact, tis the real deal. Martin starts to figure out something's fucking wonky because this dude used to be all about begging me to come to his house and fuck, suck his dick and now he won't let me in his house and he has these hyper-realistic pictures of these trolls and he says his brother took the pictures but then I asked around and his brother died two years ago. So what the fuck is going on? So he just shows up at Angel's house and Angel's like, no, 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 it's not a good time. It's not a good time. And he's like, dude, if you're fucking someone else, I don't care. And he's like, no, 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 it's not a good time. And he just barges into the house and sees the troll. Well, the troll is now extremely possessive of Angel. And so the troll fucking attacks Martin. And Martin takes, like, he finds some umbrella at the door and just, like, beats the the troll with the umbrella. But he's fucked. Like, his face is all fucking scratched. He's got wounds. He has to go to the hospital. He has to get multiple stitches. And he's now, like, fascinated by the fact that this dude has a troll in his house. But also, like fuck you you're sitting on this gold mine of an idea you didn't let me in on it and then you let it fucking attack me and instead of running to my defense he was like yelling at him to stop beating up the troll so you're like oh no he big mad so then meanwhile the veterinarian dude who he's been fucking on the side um to just basically get information about the troll he's also like wow this dude comes to my house a lot and why does he start going to the vet's house renee Because he becomes extremely sexually aroused by the troll. And every time the troll like curls up in his lap, he like instantly jizzes and then like came all over the troll's face. And then um, he notices by talking to the vet and asking him these like, what do you know? What do you know about trolls? Da, 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 finds out that the Juneberry or the juniper berry smell that's very strong in his house is actually the pheromones of the troll who also wants to fuck him and sees him as the alpha. And so now he's like, okay, this troll attacks somebody and I constantly want to fuck it. So every time he gets a sexual urge, he just like rushes over to the vet's house and basically is just like, I'm so horny for you. And then like gets down and dirty with this vet. And then the vet's like falling in love with him, but he's clearly just using him. And so the vet... After one of their encounters, uh, Angel left some stuff behind. So the vet is like, oh, I'll just come and bring it to his house. Because part of what he left behind were his fucking keys. So he walks in and sees the troll and realizes that the pheromones in the house are like lusty. And he's like, are you fucking the troll? And he's like, no, no. And then you realize that there's sort of this in, this sentence that's said that sort of insinuates that like basically I knew you were into pedophilia but I didn't know that was also bestiality. So you're Ooh. like, oh, is Angel just a creeper this whole fucking time? Yuck. As they're like having How- it out. Oh. Wait, 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 wait. How did the vet know he was into pedophilia? That's the thing. I don't know. Is it like it's that just he like brought- the best kept secret in Finland? Like what? And that's the thing is that like the 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 um like his friend like Martin 
in advertising, he also insinuated he's into freaky shit. So you're like, does he is the freaky shit that he actually sexually abuses children or is the freaky shit that he's into like age play? Like it's it's never spelled out. And the writing is very yeah. sparse, which I generally quite like because it makes it like almost like poetic and pro like the writing is really good and it's a translation so i'm sure the original is even better but but it's sort of these like little lines so it's just sort of insinuated of like i knew you were into some kinky freaky shit but like you know that like wanting to fuck a baby animal is that looks like a person is like part of your pedophilia essentially and you're like so horrified as a reader but before uh. you could react the fucking troll jumps out of the room attacks um the vet and kills him and now he's like oh my good goddamn what the fuck do i do i have a dead body in my fucking house i'm gonna have to i I don't know what to do um and maybe i could just like leave and act like a wild animal got into my apartment but like what are the odds of that it will be believed and then the photographer leaked to somebody that the that it was a real troll in the images and not Photoshop, and then finds out that the cops are going to show up at his house um, to investigate because it's an endangered species and you can't just have it in his house. And so he gets like this moment of consciousness of like, oh no, like I feel so guilty. I like snitched on him and now his troll is going to be taken away from him and he's going to go to jail. So he calls Angel and is like, the cops are coming. They're coming for you. Um, I told them that it was real and also like they saw my face and saw that it attacked me. And so like you need to do something because they're coming to take your troll away. So he just leaves the vet's dead body in his house, quickly throws together a backpack, calls a cab, basically like dresses the troll up like a child. And I'm just picturing that fucking movie from the nineties where they like dress up the monkey as a person. And you're like, Oh my God. Anyway, so they dress <laughs> up this troll as a person. He calls a cab, gets in the cab and asks to be dropped off. Like at like a national park, even though it's like getting to nighttime. And the guy's kind of like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, don't fucking ask any questions to drop me off. Goes into the woods. You find out that he's wanted. He's a fugitive. So you find out that the news have announced that like he's being, um, they don't say anything about the troll, but that he's being investigated for the murder of this young veterinarian who was found basically slaughtered in his house. And then was last seen going into the woods with a small child. Da, 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 da. Renee, do you want to know how it ends? Yeah. He walks into the forest and all of a sudden the tr- and they're just like walking and walking and walking. And he's like, okay, I'm far enough from the road that he gives, he like unwraps the troll and lets him kind of just like be naked in the forest. And then the troll starts acting really strange. Like it's like really fucking excited and he can't figure out why. And then a massive Papa troll, like who you think, not Paw Patrol, but Papa troll. <laughs> <laughs> massive fucking ginormous troll comes around the corner and then angel or not angel fuck the troll is like my people and like runs up to the big troll and the troll like picks him up and then he's like oh my god he's home and so you're like okay where's this gonna go like and it's just written so like you're like reading like oh my god how's this gonna what's gonna happen and then you notice that the troll has guns and At one of the in one of the articles throughout the book about like the history of trolls and what people suspect is that 
there has been ammu- guns and ammunition taken from a bunch of farms and people can't figure out why. And they thought they were hooligans, but people were arguing like, oh, maybe it's trolls. And then people were like, basically Planet of the Apes style, like the trolls are going to rise up and take us down. And so Angel sees that this troll has a gun and he's like, oh my God, they were correct. But also, I guess I'm going to fucking die now. And then his troll signals to Paw Patrol like, oh no, no, we're in love. And so then the troll just grabs Angel by the hand and walks him into a cave and the book just ends. Uh, Oh, you know, that sounds like exactly the type of book I would read. 100%. 10 out of 10. 100%. <laughs> like, I have so many big feelings about it because, like, that was one of, like, there were so many other elements that I didn't even get into about, like, the fucking Filipina woman who was sex trafficked and then, like, the bitchy woman in the, like, the landlady and, like, the whole thing with the vet and, like, how he steals medication from the vet to try to take care of the troll and the vet catches him, and then the vet, like, there's so much stuff that happens in it, but the writing is so sparse that you really have to read between the lines, which I fucking love, frankly, in a book. So, like, the way that the creepy parts were handled were incredible, because, yeah, it was just sort of insinuated that he's into dark stuff, dark stuff, and you don't really know what it is, and I'm assuming, like, oh, it's just kinky, so he's gonna make, like, a kinky ad. No, 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 he's clearly into some real fucked up shit, and... He's just like in love with this troll that he threw his entire life away to take care of it. And it was reciprocated. And like, there's a whole thing about similar to planet of the apes <laughs> where like, yeah, he, the, he leaves for work and comes home and the doors open. Cause he figured out how to open the door. And then when he scratches Martin and like attacks him, he is so distraught by everything that happens that he just kind of like angel just kind of flops into bed and is sort of like reeling. And then he falls asleep and he wakes up and goes into the living room and the troll used Martin's blood to make, like, a painting on the wall, like a cave painting? That's so thoughtful, though. I mean, a little bit of art never hurt nobody, but, yeah, so then, like, there's just so many fucking elements that were wacky. So, was it spicy? Not for me, because I don't want to fuck a troll, and, like, it was very clearly a baby troll the whole time. So like, you couldn't even suspend your imagination of like, well, he's like a grown man. No, he was a baby troll. Um, and I'm not even going to bother to give it an accoutrement because uh, there is none. Um, mm. But that was Troll, a love story by Johanna Sinisalo, a book that came out in the year 2000. <laughs> but that was translated in 2003 and that is very much available to order online. So if anyone listening to this has also read this book or then reads this, please get in touch with us so that we can create a little bit of a book club situation because I have feelings. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, if I had to unpack every single thing I read, like I wouldn't read anything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Okay. Well, I mean, so, yeah. you know what? they can't all be winners. They can't all be winners. And there's one thing that, again, I can't answer. And in reading reviews, no one can answer. So if you do read this book, you, Renee, or anyone listening to this, one of the kind of questions in the book that I did think was interesting, because I was very, I found the pedophilia part very jarring. <laughs> yeah. But one of the things that kind of is like, 
comes up, I guess, is would he have been horny for this troll if it wasn't like are his fair are the trolls pheromones an aphrodisiac? Right. Like is is the troll like unknowingly seducing him and that he wouldn't have been into the troll if the troll hadn't been trying to like put all these pheromones on him? Um, which I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting, I guess, to think about like, did he really throw his whole life away because he was in love with this beautiful troll and because he's a creep? Or is it because he's a pedophile and this troll kind of looks like a child and is seducing him? Like, there's almost like, again, because the writing is so sparse and it doesn't hit you over the head with it, it just sort of like plants this question around like, would he have acted this way if the troll wasn't given off the pheromones? And even just like his obsessiveness around like being all consuming, not doing his work, like not talking to his friends, basically just like being horny 24 seven. And with this troll, if the troll hadn't been shooting off pheromones, I do not know. But yeah, like I was thinking, like, was it a situation where like the defense mechanism of this baby troll was, to have like whoever found it or had it like the parent trolls like just really love it to take care of it and maybe the like the parent trolls have the good sense not to want to fuck it but maybe it's too powerful for humans yeah exactly like maybe that's what's happening and maybe the troll like you said that's a great point too right could be defense mechanism also could have been that the troll was like genuinely in love with angel because it just was like oh you took care of me blah 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 and like my body is responding to you and that angel wouldn't have had those similar reciprocated feelings if the pheromones hadn't have been there you don't know and she doesn't answer it and i do kind of like a book that leaves some questions unanswered and gives you a lot to think about but like would i recommend this book to someone only specific people (laughs) like i wouldn't I wouldn't en masse encourage people to read it because it's like very fucking disturbing, but I do I mean, like you already recommended. I read it. Well, and before the show, <laughs> I see this as a compliment because I'm like, I feel like I could recommend fucked up shit to you. Like my favorite 100%. book of all time is when you talk about Kevin, like by Lionel Shriver, which is like a deeply disturbing book that I can't stop thinking about all the time. So like, clearly I'm also fucked up, but, but technically it was a romance. Because uh, there was all of his little relationship drama with the other men. And yeah. then also there was his love story with the troll and his fucking pants. And one of the good, <laughs> one of the good, Goodreads reviews was so funny. Like this person was dragging this book to hell. And it was like, <laughs> this isn't the part that broke my spirit. This isn't the part that broke my spirit. Whatever. It was just like, it's the fact that you put it in some fucking jeans. Like, for whatever reason, that was like a bridge too far for this person. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I get it. It was, it was fucking strange. It was real strange. But it was captivating. And it was very original. And I can say unequivocally, I've never read anything like it. Like, I at multiple times had to remind myself trolls are not real. But that's how, like, realistic she had written these, like, encyclopedia entries and like newspaper articles that I just like genuinely was like, Oh, trolls must be real in Finland. Like, And troll culture is uh, like troll lore, yeah. troll culture. <laughs> it is troll culture. Troll lore is like huge in Scandinavia um, versus us. I think here when people say trolls, they think of like the ones with the jewels in their stomachs that you bring to bingo as your good luck or the internet losers who won't leave you alone. Like we don't have the same, 
folklore around it as they do in Scandinavia, but um, I mean, no the, wonder I'm going to tell you this right now. We have 44 um, Finnish listeners. Do we? <laughs> or at least 44 downloads in Finland. Oh my god, um, this is your people. If you were listening to this from Finland, tell us more because I want to know everything about trolls. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're the OG troll experts. Um, yeah, and we're we're just we don't know what we're talking no. about. No, I mean we're we're in truly undiscovered territory here in North America. So, with the theme of troll, Renee, what are you yeah. bringing to the table this week? I read trash. I I read three different troll books, all of them trash. Oh no! Yeah, and I'm so disappointed. I didn't give myself enough time, oh. uh, and I thought. I could find something good, but a lot of the like novels about trolls are like betrothed to the troll king. And it's like, that troll looks really hot. And that's not what I stand for. <laughs> I want I like, an I need, ugly ass troll. I want an ugly ass little, little troll. I want a little, a little Yoda, a little ET troll. Um, and this, this one that I'm going to share with you on the cover, uh, it is a gross little, troll gargoyle situation okay um yeah and my book was just called troll just like yours <laughs> <laughs> what else is there to say like that that encompasses all of it um it was written by somebody called k9 oh, oh my boy God. i don't i don't like where that's going um i hate this already my book was, I think, like 20 pages. Oh, my God. Here I am cranking out a 400-pager, and you're like... Okay, 20 pages, no. called Troll, yeah. written by K9. Yeah, oof. Yeah, okay. Here's the, I'm going to say right off, the book wasn't bad. It wasn't poorly written. It, it could have it given us more, but here we go. So Helen and her boyfriend, David, are touring the, uh, I guess, caves under the rock of, is it pronounced Gib Gibraltar? Gibraltar? Yeah. yeah. So they're in the caves of, under the rock of Gibraltar. And they're, and Helen, for whatever reason, has just been like horny AF, like cannot be satisfied. David's loving it, but she's like a maniac. And so... They're going through the caves and she's like, I'm bored, David. And he's like, okay, well, look, I think this is a really interesting tour that we're having. She's like, let's go explore some of these other cave directions. And he's like, oh, you are an animal. You need to just settle down. And she's like, no, come and have sex with me, David. And so he follows her into this like little corner and there's like a cave. Like it's like a cave with a drop off, like a little cliff. And there's a, there's a metal pole there. And so she like takes off her clothes and she's like, come on, David, let's do this. And he's like, okie dokie. And then he goes to like enter her and then the bar falls off and she falls down the cliff. So she wakes up and she's at the bottom of this cliff naked. And she's like, oh man, that, that's too bad. How am I ever going to get out? And so she's like, I'm sure David went for help, but I see a light up ahead. So I'm going to go see if maybe that leads to the outside. So she's crawling through the cave and she's like, -a -doop -a -doop. and then she ends up in this big room and then there's all these eyes on her and she's like, oh man, what the, what the fuck guys? Hey. And then she's like, oh, they're monks because they're like in robes <laughs> and they're all little. And she's like, hey monks. 
Uh, I'm sorry for my nudity. Uh, do you think you can help me get out? And uh, they're like, the way out is clear. Just go ahead. And it, what they're talking about is like this hole in the ceiling. And she's like, no, 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 my dude, I can't get out of that. Uh, is, can you show me another way? And she's like, how do you guys get in and out? And they're like, oh, we don't. We don't get in or out. We don't leave. And she's like, that's weird for monks. Um, and she's also like, you guys are really tiny for monks. And then we learn she has like a dwarf fetish. Um, she's real, real into dwarfs. I mean, on this show, we call them short kings. Yeah. But the technical <laughs> term is dwarf. Um, and so she's like, hey, you know, I'm still naked. These are kind of cute. Whatever. No big deal. And then they're like, well, I can, I can let you out. But you're going to have to pay for it. The troll is asking for a toll, Julie. <laughs> the troll wants a toll. And so she's like, well, does it look like I have a purse? Like, does it look like I have any money? And he's like, we have no need for money. We want something else. And she's like, okie dokie. So she bangs all of the trolls in there. Um, the trolls themselves are made of stone. So, you know, she's having sex with like effectively a lawn gnome and uh she loves it she's like yeah maybe i'm so good and then uh they they um like i guess they change the rock face underneath to help her climb out and then she's like don't worry boys i'll be back tomorrow and then it ends <laughs> oh my god yeah that's that's the story that's what i read um the other ones i read were a woman who was ganged by some trolls and then uh and was also nodded by a troll uh they couldn't explain of it. course then, there was nodding god damn. yeah but she's like are you a wolf too and he's like i cannot say and that was it i was like oh, all right and then uh the third one was one young woman who was taking a literal monk uh, to go with her to save her sister. And then they go to cross a bridge and then there's a troll that wants a toll, but the toll is her body. Oh. And uh, she loves it. And in the sequel, she goes back to the troll. So, uh, yeah, I just decided to share this one because none of them were very good. Like, none of them were worth writing home about. Um, I was really excited because I was like, oh, trolls, David Bowie, Labyrinth, Labyrinth. <laughs> but um he's a goblin king not a troll king and they're different the trolls and goblins and orcs are different races and you know what never in a million years would i have credited my knowing that to a podcast i started with my best friend about romance and yet that is literally why i know that like i didn't had never heard the term necromancer before we started this fucking podcast like the things i have learned in our journey together <laughs> oh well a necromancer is what you call a part like your sexual partner who also strangles you lies they're called a necromancer lies Romancing the neck, Julie. <laughs> no. I just. No, oh. c'est pas vrai. Pas I vrai. know. I was like, now I'm certain. Now, as I'm saying, I'm saying, like, no, but then I'm like, but is it? It's like me when I was reading that book. I'm like, trolls are fake, right? Right? Guys, tell me trolls are fake, right? This is how I feel. They're not, they're not fake. They're not fake. Uh, like, in, in Finland, like, I don't know if it's, if, if it's the trolls or the fairies, but like, there's like 
if they believe that something is belonging to one of those creatures, they won't touch it. Like there's like this big giant boulder that they built a highway around instead of moving it because <laughs> they thought it be- it belonged to trolls or fairies. I don't know which. That's true. That like, that is true. That is true. That I knew you were saying was true. Um <laughs> What the fuck are you going to read for us? Oh, I don't even know. I don't even I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> uh, like I could just read the whole fucking book at once. Like it's stupid. Uh, <laughs> all right, you don't uh, have to if you don't want to. No, no. Listen, listen. I gotta read something. God, I hate it here. Um. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I hope Josh puts like a fucking troll voice over oh, this or something. Like. Yes love that he's a busy man but it'd be great if there was a troll voice here um i'm gonna i guess i'm gonna try and do a troll voice just to get us through it okay no <laughs> you good bud i can't i can't do it it'll just level the playing field on this show because <laughs> i constantly butcher accents and you crush them and now you can be on the struggle bus uh, you know my kid when i when i read to my kids they're like don't do voices mama i was like i'm gonna do a voice for every single fucking character you know you can't stop me and they're like uh and then i do um and i'm trying to i'm having a hard time with the troll voice uh do, we, do you want a high troll voice or a low troll oh, voice? i want a manly one i mean okay okay <laughs> uh <laughs> I can't do it. I'm just gonna read. Okay. You really wish to be shown the way out of my realm? Helen turned back to the hooded speaker and began to nod. My realm? Well, that confirms that I'm trapped inside some crazy dream. Yes, I do, she agreed. I wish to be shown the way out. The climb is hard and steep, said uh, he said as he dropped from his high ledge to the chamber floor, and there is a price to pay. My guidance does not come for free. Do I look like I'm carrying my purse? Helen asked sarcastically. Or do you think I carry money tucked up in my pussy? Even though she knew it was a dream, he still played games with her, and suddenly it really didn't seem so sacrilegious to be discussing her intimate anatomy with a monk. We have no need for money, he replied evenly as he stepped a pace closer and into the diffused light, filtering down from above. He is short, she noticed. So short that she guessed he would barely reach the level of her breasts if they stood toe-to-toe. And he isn't wearing a monk's habit, it's furs. He's wearing macaque skins, like some pygmy caveman. So what do you want in payment? She asked as an awareness stirred inside her. I think you know what we demand, he chuckled, then hissed as several more stunted figures dropped from the ledges above, clearly warning them that he was dominant. Your razzle's been carrying to us on the breeze and that's why we brought you down here we could smell your lust we can smell your desire we also smell your desperation oh yes i think you know exactly what we want in payment you've gotta be joking helen gasped yet knowing that she was inside a dream allowed her wantonness to push aside morality she was surrounded by short men maybe even the dwarfs she had often fantasized about the miniature men with a massive cock the taboo porn that she had seen online You know that this is no joke, he added softly, and understand this also. You are not trapped in a dream or a nightmare. 
We caused the railings above to fall. We brought you down here, and we closed your escape tunnel. You have you have heard about us before, but you've always thought we were just people of fairy tales and fantasy. What? Helen gasped, but then suddenly felt an icy hand of terror gr grasp her heart as the urine trickled down her inner thighs to splash on the rocky ground as the speaker cast off his monkey skin cloak and stood towards her naked. Oh, yes, human. I see that you know what I am, but deny that fact. We are trolls, mountain trolls, and you are in my realm. I am the leader here. Uh, then he plays with her titty. Um, <laughs> and then it says, we are people of the mountains. We are one with the stone, basalts, and granite limestone and slate. These are part of each of us. And then they talk about how they can manipulate rocks and stuff. And then she's like, I wonder what it's going to feel like. She's like, probably like getting fucked with a sandstone dildo. And then she's like, <laughs> and then she whispers seductively, okay, I submit. I'm prepared to pay the price. And she turns around and sticks her butt up and she's like, come and get it. And they're like, yum, yum, yum. And uh, she has sex with a little, little troll bin. Wow. Not to go full full Owen Wilson, but wow. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know what else to say. Uh, trolls. Oy, oy, oy. Well, what are you reading, you freak? I know. I was like, oh. so I think what I'm going to read is just a little smidge of when he finds the troll. So okay. again... This is Angel coming home from a date, a little bit tipsy, finds kids attacking something or kicking at something behind a dumpster. Um, then the kids run off. <clears throat> so now it's just him and the troll. I react instinctively. I crouch down by it and carefully bend one of its forearms behind its back. It stirs but doesn't struggle. Just in case, I twist the strap of my bag all around the troll so that its paws are fastened tightly to its side. I glance behind me and lift it up in my arms. It's light, bird-boned, weighing far less than a child the same size. I glance quickly at the windows. There's nothing but a reddish light glowing in the downstairs neighbor's bedroom. The glamorous head of a young woman pops up in the window, her hand drawing the curtain. Now. In a moment, we're in my apartment. It's very weak. When I lower it onto the bed, it doesn't struggle at all. It just contemplates me with its reddish-orange feline eyes with vertical pupils. The ridge of its nose protrudes rather more than a cat's, and its nostrils are large and expressive. The mouth is in no way like the split muzzle of a cat or a dog. It's a narrow, horizontal slit. The whole face is so human-looking, like the face of the American woolly monkey or some other flat-faced primate. It's easy to understand why these black creatures have always been regarded as some sort of forest people who live in caves and holes, chance mutations of nature, parodies of mankind. In the light, its cubbishness is even more obvious. Its face and body are soft and round, and it has the endearing ungainliness of all young animals. I examine its front paws. They're like a rat's or a raccoon's with flexible, jointed fingers and long nails. I untie it, and the cub makes no movement to scratch or bite me. It just turns on its side and curls up, drawing its tough tail between its thighs and folding its front paws against its chest. Its tangled black mane falls over its nose, and it lets out that half-moan, half-sigh of a dog falling asleep. I stand at the bedside, looking at the troll cub and taking in strong smell. Not unpleasant, though. It's like crushed juniper berries with a hint of something else. Musk? Patchouli? The troll hasn't moved an inch. Its bony side heaves to the fast pace of its breathing. Hesitantly, I take a woolen blanket from the sofa, stand by the bed a while, and then spread it over the troll. 
One of its hind legs gives a kick like a reflex, swift and strong as lightning, and the blanket flies straight over my face. I struggle with it, my heart pumping wildly, for I'm convinced the frightened animal will go for me, scratching and biting, but no. The troll lies there curled up and breathing peacefully. It's only now that I face the fact that I've brought a wild beast into my home. And therein begins the love affair between Angel and the troll. <laughs> Julie, but if if this is when he found him yep. and he brought him home. Yeah. Okay. And if it was already smelling like juniper, which is the pheromone, that means it was a defense mechanism. You know, oh, like babies are cute. Yeah. Yeah. So that we don't kill them. Exactly. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. Well, I have that thing, though, where it's like when things are too cute, I want to kill them. Oh, yeah. It's called cute aggression. Yeah. I want to like crush it like kittens. I just like I want to eat them up. Do you know why that happens? Genuinely? I can tell you. No, I don't. There's an incredible book that uh, listeners, obviously your readers, if you're listening to us, uh, it's called Evil by Dr. Julia Shaw. She has so many interesting areas of research. Her newest book is about bisexuality, and it's great. I'm also reading it now. But her book, Evil... Um, talks about the nature of evil and even if, whether or not it exists. And it goes into everything from like child molesters to serial killers. Da, 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 da. And one of the things she talks about is cute aggression, which is a very real thing where when you see like yeah. a chubby toddler's foot or a super cute kitten, you're like, for me, I like bolt, like my, I like make a fist and I like grind my teeth almost. Like I'm just like, oh god! Like I just feel like in the back yeah. of my teeth, I'm just like, I gotta fucking eat it. And she's like, you don't actually like, you're not actually going to eat it. Like she was basically writing it as like, don't be concerned, you're not a freak or a fucking psycho killer. Qu'est-ce que c'est? Um, <laughs> it's literally your brain is like so excited and it's just like cute overload basically that your brain can't compute so it goes in the complete opposite direction to try to rebalance itself oh so that's why you'll go from like oh my god that's so cute to like i'm gonna eat its face is because your body is like can't contain the cuteness and so it's like (laughs) recalibrate recalibrate and then it just goes too far in the next direction and that's why you become aggressive yeah like i genuinely so okay when i was a kid my mom used to take my brother and i to white rose Do you remember that craft store oh my god i remember oh my god i haven't thought about white rose in forever yeah it had such a we distinct s- smell for weirdly enough this one it, it was the smell of dry flowers i know yes. because my mom was a big crafter and we had those flowers in our house at all times so it was like the perfumey dry flower smell um and she would take us there for hours like hours she did like fucking decoupage she did like everything everything you could think of my mom did that fucking toll painting all of it and uh so we would go and we'd have to walk around and uh you could buy rubber decorative grapes there and my brother and i would always like pull off a grape to chew on it and we always get in a lot of trouble not because we were stealing but because it was dirty according to my mom like we gave a shit we drank from the hose whatever um and when i get that like i want to bite a baby i'm imagining biting one of those grapes oh. <laughs> it was like chewing on it i just want to chew like the grizzle of a baby 
posted so bad. It's so bad. This is why, you know what? This is why I probably haven't met Lilith yet, Joshua's daughter, because I just would want to gobble her up. But her birthday is on April 25th in a couple days. Oh, my God. Number one. I'm so excited. So we're not going to dedicate this particular show to Lilith, who is kind of our mascot. Oh, yeah. uh, Just because it it would be inappropriate and she's not a troll. She's the light of my life. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's probably probably safe that I haven't met this baby who's little num-num grizzle I want to chew on. (laughs) But it's a real fucking thing. And okay. it's I'm not like, alone. No, you're not alone. And if you're listening to this, I hope it, it provides you with comfort because it truly pro- like I knew I wasn't alone because I have I'm sure we've had this conversation before. And like um I have a friend too who's like obsessed with kittens. And so like she sends me kitten content all the time and she's like, I just want to bite it. Like, but I just didn't get where it came from. And I'm like, not everyone has this, surely. But it's like true, it's also a sign of of being like a deeply empathetic like connected person how dare you oh i'm sorry i'm sorry you're dead inside you maintain you continue to be dead inside your goth cred has not been touched but if you you. were someone (laughs) but yeah it's literally your brain so when people say like oh my god hashtag cute overload it literally is (laughs) like it's literally your body being like i want to eat me it's cankles on babies like give me like an mm-hmm. eight month old to like a one year old baby, and like they're so chunky that their ankle is like a dimple, and like the dimple, like their wrists, like Michelin Man wrists, like yeah. the rolls, the little bread rolls. That's what. Whoo! I can't. My friend had a baby during COVID, and it was like height of COVID, so you couldn't really do much. And she came outside for my birthday, which is in June. So we're like, okay, well, this is just, like let's at least sit on the patio. And she's like, at one point turned to me and brought her baby, which I had yet to meet. And I was like trying to keep my distance. You know, it was COVID, blah, blah, blah. Couldn't get vaccinated. And then she was just like, if you go inside and wash your hands, I'll let you come and squish my baby's leg. And I was like, this is the best birthday gift I've ever gotten. <laughs> so I literally just like washed my hands, Purelled it. And then she's like, are you good? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, and I just like squished the little leg. And I was just like, oh, God, I'm so happy right now. I could cry. I was like, this is the greatest birthday I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah, if you give me, like, a bucket of kittens or, like, a chunky kid leg, I'm fucking set. Like, that's my idea. If heaven is real, it's just chunky babies and tiny cats in baskets. Um, But until then, (laughs) I will just get really excited about it from other people. But but truly, going back to the books, like, the way he described the troll, it doesn't sound cute to me. So that's why it was, like, I don't, I don't, I, I, yeah, yeah. so if. If he wasn't cute by description, as you, as the reader, somebody who's not exposed to that juniper pheromone, then it doesn't make sense. But for him, obviously, it's the pheromone. We've cracked the he's case. He's the prey. Oh, my God. He's the real victim here. The troll is an apex predator. Like, there's no, <laughs> there's no if, ands, or buts about that. Like, there's no argument. A troll is an apex predator. <laughs> you heard it here first, kids. Period. <laughs> When they yeah. get to North America, don't say we didn't warn you. Maybe it's Nothing's like climate stopping change. Them stinky trolls. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's like someone, one of the people in the Goodreads articles for my, like the reviews was like, oh, maybe it's like climate change is making the, the, like trolls come out of hiding. Oh. And that's where I went in my head to just like straight up Planet of the Apes. Nice. Nice. Which is a troll uprising. I mean, I for one welcome our troll overlords. 
Our troll overlords are currently living on Reddit, and I'm not a fan. So no, I do not welcome the trolls rising not up. Not those you. ones. No, you know what? In all the books that I read about trolls this week, they were all incredibly intelligent beings, and I don't think they would stand for that type of uh, slander, chicanery. Um, <laughs> what a great choice of words. I just don't think they would. I think they'd be like, "This is unacceptable," because although although in all of my books save one, they um had gang relations with a woman mm-hmm. um and then in the one it was just like uh, one-on-one relations all the women came out of it feeling not only satisfied but respected and so i think trolls would be really upset to learn that their species like the name of their race had been co-opted to describe shitty men on the internet and they would put a stop to it real quick Right quick, but right quick. You know, I don't hate this theory. No? Yeah, I don't now, hate it. I also, I will maintain till my dying day that uh, trolls probably smell like death. Uh, oh, yeah, I don't think so they smell so bad. Yeah. I like juniper. I don't think they smell like juniper. No. There was, okay, in one of my gang books mm-hmm. uh, with the trolls, they did bathe before they had relations. And I was like, that's really nice. Oh, I respect that. Yeah, they, and then that because it was like there were five trolls, right? They decided to split it up a bit where it was like there were four trolls the first round and then the leader troll went for like a second round at the end. And um they they fed and bathed her before both of those interactions even though they were back to back and see if that's not humanizing. And uh they're basically Vikings, Julie. Yeah. You know, that that's why Saxons hate them. Well, what's funny is that, um, like, you're not wrong. And also, when you said that, it made me think about a part in the book where he goes out to the bar and he's drinking something. Oh, no, the the vet goes to the bar and he's trying to, like, drink away his sorrows because he's like, I'm in love with this man. And he, like, only ever wants to come over and fuck me and won't even let me see his house. And then he orders drinks and orders drinks. And then the bartender was like, he's like, just make me something. And the bartender makes him a gin based drink, which is juniper berries. And he drinks it. And then it's like, oh my God, this makes me think of Angel. And then he starts, he starts to be like, huh. And that's when he starts to kind of like, kind of sort of piece things together. Um, and so I was like, is that why they say that gin is like panty remover? Because it's actually just troll pheromones that are making us like all horny AF. I don't know. But well, if you'll recall, uh, in the movie Annie, um, Miss Hannigan played by Carol Burnett has a uh, prohibition bathtub gin mm-hmm. and she's horny as fuck <laughs> all the time. So what I think, incredible- I think your theory tracks your references tonight are the top shelf. This uh, deep cuts top shelf. You're absolutely correct. Carol Burnett is horny AF in that movie and it's the gym and the gin is the trolls and the green grass grows all around. <laughs> the green grass grows all around. <laughs> what a note to end on, truly. Yeah. Thank you for joining us on this wacky <laughs> journey this week, everyone. <laughs> Thanks Finland. Yeah, really. We see you. I see you finish authors of freaky shit. Um, <laughs> I tip my hat best. to you because whether I'm telling everyone listening to this right now, if you read this book, whether you love it or you hate it, I fucking promise you, you will never forget it. And 
Maybe that's all the author wanted. I mean, to be memorable is very difficult in our day and age. So I'll give her credit for that, for sure. Because I will be thinking of this troll forever. Um, and as always, I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you. The feeling is mutual, as always. And uh, we're recording on Renee's birthday today, everyone. It's Renee's birthday today. So when we post uh, this episode, I hope you're in the comments saying happy birthday, Renee. She probably didn't want me to say anything, but that's why I said it at the end. Ayo, happy birthday, Renee. Love you forever. How dare you? I know. People You're giving me jowls for my birthday from all the scowling. People are going to be sending you nice messages. What a bunch of bitches. Hate it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Julie. Happy birthday, buddy. Thank you. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> do you want to sing our theme song out? <clears throat> I sure do. I love that you clarified not happy birthday, but our theme song, because I was going to yeah. launch right into some happy birthday. So you fucking, you caught me. Not bamboozling me today. <gasps> Ravage love. Ravage love. Bye. Bye. Artwork for the show is created by Kevin McKnight. Very special thanks to Josh Shenfield for production assistance. You can find Josh on Instagram at Fushigiyami. That's F-U-S-H-I-G-I-Y-A-M-I on Instagram. Connect with us at Ravage Love on Instagram and Twitter or by email at ravagelove.podcast at gmail.com.